0: Welcome to the Start Me Up Podcast, part of the Sexy Liberal Podcast Network. I'm Kimberly, fully vaccinated Johnson in D.C. Today, my returning guest is Scott Dworkin. He's the co-founder and executive director of the Dem Coalition and the Dworkin Report. He always has interesting things to say, and I'm very much looking forward to our conversation. But before we get into it, I always try to keep these intros short. I do have a tier on Patreon that allows listeners to listen ad-free and with a much shorter intro. The Start Me Up Podcast is an independent podcast supported by listeners, and it's woman It's patrons who keep this show going. If you enjoy today's conversation, take a look at the About page. Check out some of my past guests. You'll see most of the time I talk to political people, but occasionally I interview actors because I used to be one. Just visit patreon.com slash startmeup. I do two free shows a week, Mondays and Wednesdays, and they're followed up by What's Up With Me, a show for patrons only after each free show. Check out the variety of tier options at patreon.com slash startmeup. You can make a one-time donation by checking out the text in the Patreon description I've included a link that allows you to donate through PayPal. You can find Start Me Up on iTunes, Stitcher, and wherever podcasts are found. Just stop by the iTunes slash Apple Podcast Store, become a subscriber. It's free. And while you're there, please rate the show and leave me a review. I would really appreciate it. Now, please enjoy my conversation with Scott Dworkin. Welcome back to the show, Scott.
1: Thanks for having me.
0: <laughs> it's been a while. So I think the last time... We did a show together. It was in like uh, January of 2020. So it's been a while. Some, some good things have happened since then.
1: <laughs> a few. A few. I and mean, it's, it's uh, interesting how things have progressed uh, and how the world has changed since that moment. Uh, yeah. You know, before, before COVID and before, well, while Trump was still in office. And, yeah. Uh, yeah. A billion other things in between that we had to win in order to get to here.
0: Uh, so yeah, and it's, it's just a bunch of world
1: around everything, but, you know.
0: Yeah, it's been a crazy ride. Um, well, first, before we get into the questions that I have for you, I know you have all kinds of sources and inside scoops and whatnot. So, do you have, happen to have any juicy tidbits for us?
1: Well, I know that the uh, Select Committee investigating January sixth. I know that they are – they have their hands on phone records of members of Congress Mm. and interactions and emails and uh, contacts that they've had with uh, people that have been indicted.
0: Wow. So uh,
1: it's it's a connection there of – there's definite – I mean, obviously, we knew there were links between Proud Boys uh, and uh, other groups, uh, especially with Marjorie Taylor Greene and their inner circles, Lauren Boebert. Uh, Gosar, etc. I don't know exactly who uh, it is, but I do know that they are investigating members of Congress now, for sure. Wow.
0: So what if they can tie, you know, Congressperson Senator X to directing somebody who was in attendance at the rally, you know, the, you know, part of the the crowd that was knocking, you know, murdering, knocking stuff down. If they can tie that directly to a Congress congressperson a senator what's going to happen do you know
1: i mean they would get arrested i think there's no doubt in my mind that if they can tie them to any kind of coordination or planning from beforehand uh they're gonna get indicted uh, the only the only way out for them would be cooperation but uh that's too far of a level for them to get really a cooperation agreement i mean they would be arrested first and then they'd have to cooperate
2: mm-hmm.
1: afterwards. Um, I, I don't think. I think that one thing that people need to recognize is a lot of this took a lot of time,
2: mm-hmm.
1: um, and so it's not as simple as, oh, we're just gonna you know look up some phone records or do anything like that. I mean, they have to look into the full history of these people's backgrounds, and there's hundreds of people to go through.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, and so a lot of this stuff takes time and. They want to know all the answers before they even sit them down or even potentially arrest anybody. Right. So if there are members of Congress, whether they knew or not, if there are members of Congress, and I know we already know Marjorie Taylor Greene had mm-hmm. planning meetings at the White House
2: mm-hmm.
1: uh, for January 6th. Now, what was surrounding that? I'm not sure, but I know that they were willing to do anything.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So why wouldn't they have contacted their friends in these groups? Wow. Yeah. So um, I, just, I find it very clear that they're – there's a good chance that a lot of them are in deep trouble, at least a few of them, uh, <laughs> illegally speaking and, mm-hmm. and elsewhere. And again, keep in mind, it doesn't matter if they knew or not, or if they planned completely for it to be violent because mm-hmm. that's what happened. Right. And if it were a concert mm-hmm. or any kind of other event, the people who were the organizers would be held liable. And she was yeah. one of the organizers, whether she likes it or not, mm-hmm. she helped get the money together. She invited people more than almost anyone else. Um, her and Trump and Gosar and yeah. uh, Gates and a, a lot of Stone and Bannon. Mm-hmm. I mean, they were all in the planning for this, and so no one can tell me, "Oh, Stone had they didn't want it to be violent. Get out of here!" <laughs> right? Like, Wait, what are you talking about? It's exactly what they wanted. Yeah. Um. And, and the proof in that proof in that is the non-responsiveness of, of Donald, and when he did right. not respond um, to anything, that that was proof that he wanted to be violent but here's the thing from what I've heard uh, another detail that I've heard is that he wanted it to be violent against his own people um, he wanted his own people to be killed and in their actions and I think that was more of his aim than anything and I think he was surprised it didn't happen even more so um, be- because he and, wanted to make then he them could martyrs justify say, look
0: what yeah. happened
1: to our people we were right. peacefully protesting and they murdered us Right. and I think he was surprised it didn't happen
0: wow that's a fascinating take. And I mean, I ask you that question and it sounds naive, but the reason I asked you what, what do you think is going to happen is because I think a lot of people are having a hard time keeping holding faith in the system. And, you know, there's, there's so many questions out there about um, the AG, Merrick Garland, his choices, um, what the DA, DOJ is doing. I think people are starting to feel a little, like from what I can tell, Uh, I think they're maybe a little bit like, okay, yeah, we got to wait and see. Um, But what do you think of what Merrick Garland is doing so far?
1: I I would say that, uh, as as you've seen online and elsewhere, I have not been a big critic of him Uh uh, for a lot of reasons. I think the mess that they had was so extensive Mm -hmm. um, at the DOJ and what was left for them and the people that were seated in there that should not have bit, had a job still, um, they, they just finished weeding a lot of those people out yeah. and getting them fired and ha- making them resign and whatnot. Um, so you, he couldn't really have... Uh, he had his inner circle and his team that he trusts and whatnot, but he still had to uncover all that, and so you've got to get rid of the rot inside of it before you can really huh. stand for anything. Um, you know, There's that on on top of the fact that you know, there's some decisions that are being made that are it, – it just, it just isn't, isn't wise. It's not wise to continue to represent Donald against Eugene Carroll. It's like it's not mm-hmm. wise to uh, do some make, – make some of these movements. But then you see uh, other things like, you know, warning letters getting sent to the people in Arizona um, about their fraud. It. Yeah. So there's, there's a lot of balance going on there that shouldn't be balanced. Um, people really expected more of a uh, swift kind of action. Mm -hmm. From my understanding, uh, no other person would have done anything different from much different than how it would be right now. Same thing with like Sally Yates or Mm -hmm. anyone else. Um, They wouldn't, they wouldn't have been able to maneuver in this way. um, I I guess at, at this point. So, you know, they, they, they are doing a lot of things, um, like they're making it so former you know DOJ officials can testify, and there's no excuses mm-hmm. um, so that former officials in the White House have no excuses. they have to testify. Um, so there's a lot of things clearing the path. i guess the 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 problem would be is Biden can't just say, Go do this because right. one of the things we didn't want was the coordination between them, yeah, um and so you've got you've got all these threats against the United States of America that they're dealing with. And and so you've got this mudslide of everything. Um, but you know, you also have the right in front of our faces kind of, you know, there's a terrorist attack Mm -hmm. and we need to make sure that anyone involved with that in any way goes to prison. Mm -hmm. So like, what are you going to do about it? And, you know, you see deals made with some people who may have just like walked in the Capitol where they're not getting any prison time. Mm -hmm. And it's like, well, what, what, what the heck are you doing here? You know, so there are things where I question. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm never, I'm never just like, okay with a decision that they make or, um, you know, I I never think it's enough. Mm
2: -hmm.
1: Um, And I, and I really just haven't seen enough justice. Um, It's just been more proof of like, you know, these folks seem to be above the law and it doesn't seem like they're going to do anything about it. And then every time I start to think that way, Mm -hmm. I talk to people and I get educated on how things work within the DOJ or how they're supposed to work when it's not illegally run
2: (laughs) uh, or
1: run by corrupt people.
2: Mm -hmm.
1: And and so, but the extent of the rot is so dramatic. Um, I think that's what we're we're missing a little bit of is um, there's that and they've been distracted in 50 different ways. But getting rid of those people on the inside, I think has been really... The, the toughest problem that they've had. Wow. So I, I think it's going to – I think that we're coming for – I don't know if it would be a hammer, um, but I think there will be a, a swift kind of uh, justice that does come forward. Mm-hmm. And um, I, I think that that's going to take some time to, to do. It just it just doesn't happen overnight. Yeah. Um, but it's something that, uh, that will happen.
0: Well, that's a good point. I mean, I've been impatient, although I have uh, – tone down my critiques just because i feel like you know what i i not that i didn't realize uh, everything that you were saying but i did realize that there's stuff going on behind the scenes that i don't know and it's it's always so easy for all of us to backseat drive a situation when we don't have all of the information and you know of course we all want to see justice we all want to see these people go to jail um and it's not necessarily going to happen the way we want it to, but I do agree that we kind of have to give them the time that they need because, really, in order to do a thorough and good job, time is required. And as you said, because it was so corrupt, you need to clean that stuff out and then you know, move on to the more important things, which um, I do want to ask you is funny because I got a message from one of your buddies who told me, oh, have a good time with Scott, and ask him about Respect Biden. So I'm asking you about Respect Biden. <laughs>
1: <laughs> i did uh, uh last week there was a lot of i'd say frivolous criticism of the president uh for the afghanistan withdrawal mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um acting like it was the end of the earth and <laughs> yes. like, this is the worst thing that's ever happened to america, and I've never seen anything worse he's got blood on his hands and like you know they're acting like uh, no offense they're acting like obama uh george w and trump had nothing to do with it yeah and what's even more obscene is they're acting like trump would have done a better job which is just insane like there's a reason why he didn't pull them out in an election year and he didn't pull them out in the three years before that so i wrote this op-ed for newsweek that was about defending him on afghanistan Mm -hmm. not about like let's defend biden and everything he did there Mm -hmm. like the imagery is awful Mm -hmm. it's terrible but it's seconds. It's seconds here, it's seconds there. A
2: mm-hmm.
1: bunch of men running on the tarmac, some of them genuinely terrified. It's like, well, how'd they get there in the first place? Mm-hmm. What's going on here? Why are they trying to jump on this plane, trying to act like it was the last plane that's leaving? Mm-hmm. And who set this up to be this way? Who's recording this? And it's just not, uh, it was not I uh, I didn't like it because it was just a dump on they were looking for reasons to act like oh, okay, well Obviously, this is all Biden's fault. And that's just wrong. Mm-hmm. That's a lie. Mm-hmm. And so, pushing back on that, the idea was okay, let's go over the very clear variables as to how we got to this kind of ending. And let's review that. And respect Biden ended up being a uh, trending hashtag throughout the world um, the other day on Monday. Mm-hmm. And it was it was off of this op-ed, and, and we just – I went through it, and piece by piece, I was like, okay, so how did we get here? Biden was left with 3,500 troops, uh, and they were surrounded by 80,000 Taliban. So you've got a situation of you can either get them out or start the process, and then the people as well, and then have people demand redeployment to come and get the rest of the people out. Mm-hmm. Or you can keep them there and risk having, you know, hundreds or a thousand or more uh, members of the military held hostage by the Taliban.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So <laughs> you kind of get your ducks in a row, and yeah. th- that just didn't happen. You went, you lose five air bases that were given uh, to the Russians and to the Taliban by Trump. You have five thousand of their worst fighters that were released, and then when Biden took power, were, we're I think 600 or so were rearrested because they were already fighting again, breaking their stupid agreement <sighs> that was frivolous in the first place. Mm-hmm. Um, you have almost all Trump administration officials trashing the Taliban agreement that Trump made with them, acting like it was Biden. Mm-hmm. And, and it was just like it, the disinformation free for all.
2: Mm-hmm. And
1: it's just so fake and loaded. Um, they made a deal with the devil. And they smiled while they were doing it. Mm -hmm. I mean, even Mike Pompeo, who helped construct a lot of this madness, walked out there and they just act like everything falls on his shoulders. Yeah, I get that he is the president now. I get that, you know, what he can do now is on him. But this did not get set up like this by him. Mm -hmm. He was dealt worst hands that I've, I've ever seen. And he's doing the best he can with it. Obviously he's making evacuation records with getting people out of there.
2: Yeah.
1: Um, over 50,000 people in a short amount of time. But like it, it just was, I was like, enough is enough. Like yeah. stop blaming him when, when it's Trump's mess. He's cleaning up. Like this is Trump's deal. And, and keep keep in mind, if you have these 3,500 troops there, why didn't you just finish the job? Why don't you start getting people out? So you have you have these troops that are still there because you can't say that the war's ended because then you have left the people in Afghanistan who helped us the entire time without taking them out. And he didn't want to take them out because Trump and Stephen Miller are racist and they blocked that. Olivia Troy mentioned that.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And so it's it's really like you have all these different elements of like how can we make this fail as much as possible. And then in between November and January him doing everything he can to make it look so terrible for Biden so it could set this up. Mm -hmm. And and, like, it would be negligence combined with intentional maneuvers that just would lead to this sort of crisis. Working with the Russians on like tactical maneuvering when they're sitting there with bounties on, you know, out on our troops, like there's so many different levels to this of disgrace and disgust. And, And most of it's not involving Biden. And I think you can see the reaction this week. Uh, I think one of the one of the things was Democrats couldn't really defend what Biden was
2: doing because
1: mm-hmm. the imagery was terrible. So yeah. like you, we can't run on that. So they had like an open season on it. And so until we kind of settled in and were like, okay, let's let's speak to reality. And that's kind of where respect Biden came from. Is, mm-hmm. is you know you may you may not like exactly how he did it, but I want. it. I want to ask people a few questions. How would you have done it better? No Republican right. has an answer for that.
2: Yeah.
1: None. How would you have gotten people out better? None. No answer. How would you get our equipment and weapons out easier and better? None. No answer.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Why would you, why did you let Trump do a, you know, get rid of five airfields? Why did you let Trump release these members of the Taliban, the worst of the worst, people who helped attack the Twin Towers? Like we're talking about those kind of people. Yeah. Terrorists. And it's like, well, the view was good. They act like – I mean, it's just – it's propaganda. It's yeah. frivolous. And I think the media got caught up on it. Yes. Because they knew that they couldn't they couldn't defend Biden's actions because who can defend that? Right. But you you also have to look at reality. That's not news saying, well, this is how I feel about – no one cares about how you feel right. like it, you know, about the situation. Tell the news. The news is this is what happened. Yeah. The alternatives were were nothing like they were like the other choices were okay, we keep them there
2: mm-hmm. or
1: we add more troops there like w wh- what are you gonna do to try and stabilize things and keep in mind all of this is happening when we had our we have our own domestic problems here that are worse than most uh, of any time in American history, mm-hmm. so there's all these things going on, and uh you know, and the last part of this is the disgusting part where they try and. <laughs> And I think you've seen a lot of this, where they try and act like they care about refugees.
0: Oh, right, trying yeah. To, they
1: care, they act like they care about our partners over there, and then they're like, "Yeah, we have got to get them out of there." And then I, everyone I've asked, everyone I've asked, I say, "So, like, you know, you're cool with them coming here?" Mm-hmm. Absolutely no. not.
0: No. And like, yes, what? exactly.
1: <laughs> and they don't want them to come here. So it's, it's like the racist sentiment is there. They mm-hmm. don't really care about them. They just care about the drama. They care about mm-hmm. being able to smear Biden with whatever they can. And now they're recognizing that a major, a vast majority of Americans actually uh, appreciate him ending the war in Afghanistan. And mm-hmm. I think that's what Republicans are truly mad about is they know in the long run, <laughs> he'll be credited with that and it'll be a mess that Trump set up. And, you know, people, people are clear with at least people who live in reality. They know how it, how it started and how mm-hmm. it ended. And And so like, it's just, it's a long war. It, there's no ending that was going to be pretty, but we should be thankful that a lot of Americans didn't die, a lot of our partners haven't died. a lot of our mm-hmm. uh, you know a lot of our planes have all been able to take off and we've been able to you know do the best we can with the situation given what we had. Mm-hmm. But we can't live in a reality where we just ignore like the worst possible setup you could possibly have whatsoever in any kind of military situation and did just act like, oh, okay. Like, his option was what? To take the military back in, take over those military bases, try and take out that Taliban and start a new war? <laughs> yeah, you know what right. I mean? Or extend the war exactly. another 10 years? Like, yeah. that was, his option was like, all right, either get out of there because the Taliban is going to start taking hostages or you, you got to expand the war. Like, it, it's, just, it's just a road to nowhere. Mm-hmm. And so he's like, we got to rip this Band-Aid off. Like it's got to start happening now mm-hmm. and we've got to have an end date and we've got to get out of there um, because this is not our fight to have.
0: Right. Yeah. And I mean, I, gosh, I agree with everything. And it's interesting because um, I think it was on, do I have the date here? It was on um, Monday. So I did see the respect, respect Biden hashtag. And I wrote, I respect Biden and will happily vote for him in 2024. And then some dude named Vitali. And I don't know how to say his last name, Zodov Zorovetsky. I don't know if that's the name. I don't know who he is. He he I think he's some YouTuber who has six hundred thousand followers on Facebook. He just replied with cunt. So that was lovely. <laughs> um, that I just I, I can't that's get he
1: has no defense.
0: Yeah, exactly. It's like, that's all he could say to me. And of course, I don't think anything happened to him for saying that. I mean, I know it's just a name, but still, but uh, yeah, that was, that's what I've been running into. There's been a couple of people on my feed when I, I think it was under that, the, I respect Biden. um, There was a progressive guy who I know he means well, but I mean, I consider myself progressive, but I'm progressive in that I, I'm pragmatic um, i think this this gentleman who he was arguing with me and basically was saying you know well he he botched everything and there's people over there and they don't know how to get out and i'm getting calls from you know this one and that one and there and it's and and i i kind of said to him the same thing that you did and and, and i said it's very easy to backseat drive a presidency when you don't have all the information and i think what biden did uh i think in the end it will be a positive thing. But what I want to ask you is his poll number shot down and were lower that, you know, he had such high approval ratings. Then they went down because of this. Now, do you think it's going to go up pretty quickly? I don't know what they are. I haven't seen anything lately. Um, how fast do you think it's going to take him to recover from this?
1: I don't think that, you know, they plummeted to a level that, uh, uh, as low well as Trump's are close mm-hmm. to that, but I do think that they've gone down. There's a lot of reasons why they go down. Um, you know, obviously, people didn't want COVID to end up like like this.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, but look at who got us here yeah, on that.
0: Exactly. Yeah.
1: Uh, it's not on him. You And I can tell you this. I'll remind people, and this, it sucks to have this kind of comparison. But would you have wanted Trump to have have the vaccine rollout?
0: <laughs> exactly. Like, where
1: would we be right now? A million dead, yeah. more than that. Right. Um, we we want him pulling out of Afghanistan as well. Like, it, it's just you can't. Uh, i i I don't think he cares about the the approval numbers like uh the former president did Mm -hmm. and i and i think that that matters because he's trying to make the right decisions um i think that uh democrats and him they have the time of before midterms here to lay out the fact that Mm -hmm. you have money in your pockets republicans didn't want you to have that Mm -hmm. you would not have that if republicans were in power if you vote for herschel walker you will not get any money. They will try and end that. They'll try and act like you're a grifter and you don't deserve it.
2: Mm-hmm. And I think
1: we just have to remind people how far we've come because it's it's a night and day.
2: It is the mountains yeah. that
1: we've climbed from years ago of uh, Republicans being in control of the House, the White House, and the Senate um, to uh, us, you know, ignoring Russian interference as a government, and then us confronting it, taking the house, eventually taking back the Senate, winning in Georgia, winning in Alabama, winning in, mm-hmm. uh, in places that we never thought we could, um, winning b- so many battles over and over again. Uh, we've come a very long way, but you know, obviously we have a lot of ways to go, but mm-hmm. if you look down the mountain that we climbed, man, it right. is, it is, it is terrifying to see where we could have been. If, if yeah. one thing didn't go right, I was talking to somebody who was like, Oh, if we didn't, like we spent, we, we don't spend a lot on direct ads because we do so much placement that is grassroots oriented. So a lot of our reach is organic, but like we spent a hundred grand in Georgia and I was talking to somebody. I'm like, I'm like, well, I I just don't want to think about what would have happened if we didn't spend that money and reach mm-hmm. millions of voters in vote in, in Georgia in regards to our ads, you know, or Midas or really American or uh, any other progressive groups like no, Done left behind. Yeah. If we didn't, money if we didn't all work on it, if we didn't all focus on it, mm-hmm. if one part of that wasn't there, we would not be in control of the Senate wow. right now. And that's wow. like a fact. And that's yeah. scary. Same thing with it the presidency. Is. If we all weren't working together right. and we just didn't have everything in place, we, like think about any of the States, how close they were. If we weren't all working together, mm-hmm. um, we would be in a terrible position. Like nobody would have money. The vaccine, I'm guessing, would not be rolled out in the same way at all. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it, it just would not be progressing in the same way. They wouldn't be talking about boosters at all, probably. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, Fauci would not exist. Most of the people would still be in there. I, I mean, it would just be a mass kind of slaughter um, of Americans at this point. And so I, I, I think the terrifying reality is, yeah, it may seem like things may be a little bit terrible right now, but um, the alternative right, and the
0: exactly.
1: hand that dealt, it's pretty so, – so there may be some, some people fading and being like, oh, I'm just so sick of X, Y, and Z.
2: Mm-hmm. Well,
1: these are the remnants. Remember when we talked about – you and I have talked about for years about the things that will have to clean up Trump's me- – mess. Mm-hmm. these are the messes. Mm-hmm. These are the things that we're talking about, the DOJ. We're talking about Afghanistan. We're talking about COVID. Like we have to clean up all of these messes that yeah. he caused and it will cause us havoc for years. And so, yeah, it will it hit his approval numbers. Sure. But I can guarantee you he doesn't care. And that's the, <laughs> the difference between him and Trump is that he's going to do what's right. And in the right. long term, it will benefit him mm-hmm. in poll numbers and whatnot. Um because next year he'll be able to say, I ended the war in Afghanistan
2: right. and yeah. no, one,
1: no one else can dispute that. And whether or not you like the way that it was done or what happened or some of the things that happened during it, he'll be able to say that. He'll be able to say, I put money in your pockets. And yeah. those people did not, right. right? you know, and they didn't want you to have any money. They didn't think you deserved any money. They didn't think you needed any money. Yeah. They didn't care if you were going to be starved. They didn't care about banning child health care benefits or food benefits or, um, you know it's just just like the list is endless yeah. and and not, not to mention Speaker Pelosi who is uh uh one of the the biggest badasses mm-hmm. i've ever known in my entire life fearless and just a chess player that cannot be beaten it's <laughs> it's it's amazing to see all these things kind of come together um and then Shimmer's just kind of there i know uh, but i i'm not you know i'm not the biggest we, uh, people know this already. I, I mean, I'm not the biggest believer in the Senate just as a whole. Um, and, and just, you know, moving the needle on things. I, I've thought that we, we could use some different uh, leadership there
2: mm-hmm.
1: for a while now, but, um, you know, he, he, even Schumer's doing a good job, yeah. you know, with, with what he's got, but can they all do better? Absolutely. Can yeah. they pressure other folks better? Absolutely. And this mansion garbage, this, Cinema garbage. I'm sorry, but you're going to be primaried. Even if it's in West Virginia, I know that we can't win without Manchin. Manchin's the only Democrat that can win statewide. Oh, like absolutely. I, I, just I've seen it a million different yeah. ways. But with cinema, she can be beaten. Oh, she, she can, can be taken out of primary and still win. We're going to take action. You know, obviously that's not for a while, but we're not going to forget any of this percy and any of the different jokes about. Like people are dying. I know. People are struggling. Yeah. And you're laughing and you're using a frivolous boundary that is mm-hmm. used to divide people for the, their entire lives. There's a reason why Democrats are in power, because people need help. And the only people who are going to do it are Democrats. And if you don't want to be a part of it, don't make a joke of it. Own right. it.
0: Right, And exactly.
1: I know I don't want her just to own it, but, like, stop being coy about it stop Mm -hmm. acting like it's a game and stop using the filibuster excuse nobody knows what a filibuster is nobody cares what it is they just want you to do your damn job (laughs) it's it's not that complicated yeah so it just it's very cheap i remember when i was at an event with cinema very early on i think she was in the house and we were at somebody's house in, in dc in the backyard somewhere and it was a Michelle Obama event, and it was just, I'm standing next to, like, the most progressive member of Congress at that point, right? And uh, so excited to see Michelle Obama. I don't know what happened between then and, and now, but it's a completely different human being. And, yeah. uh, I mean, I, the, the, history is not going to look kindly no. at the person who uses uh, – a maneuvering tactic in the Senate as an excuse for not raising the minimum wage. Like <laughs> who is that going to benefit in exactly. the long run? Yeah. Like what have they got on you, Kirsten? What are <laughs> they, what are they doing that has led you to this point? What happened to you? You know, when you're growing up to lead you to here, like what exactly uh, do you hope to accomplish with all this? Cause you're not like the next McCain giving a thumbs down, you know, you're not right. the, uh, you, you have no remnants of positivity or good. You're going to be in the depths of like people compared to the negativity in history. And you're not going to be heralded as a champion of anything. Your legacy is going to be a roadblock yeah. and that's, that's it. And I, I promise you, it, whether it's in the midterms or not, the goal is to make folks like that irrelevant because we need to end this garbage. Cause I can tell you, I've always said is uh, uh, WWMD, which is, I know it sounds weird, (laughs) but what was McConnell doing?
2: What was McConnell (laughs) doing in this situation?
1: Like, start with, why why isn't Schumer making it clear that this needs to end, these old games, and acting like they're super important and more important than the American people is this filibuster nonsense, so they can act like they're moderates when they're not, when they voted with Obama 98% of the time, and they were against Trump most of the time and they didn't support most of his policies and they've been true blue Democrats for most of the way and then they're gonna do this to try and act like they're moderate so they can get reelected. There is no rhyme and reason. Now I, I think Manchin is is more of a game. He knows Biden too well and, and so like I see him as a broker where he's helping broker deals to get like infrastructure passed and work with Republicans so it looks like there's more negotiating going on and there's more leverage for Republicans. Um, the cinema part, though, is baffling. I have, no, I have no reasoning behind that because it just leads to her either switching parties or losing.
0: Right, or being a plant. Um, you know, I have a whole bunch more questions for you, but we need to take a quick break, and we will be back after this message. If you ever catch yourself thinking when looking in the mirror, Ooh, I wish my under-eye bags would just go away. You're not alone. Bags and puffiness under the eyes are a problem for millions of American men and women. Until now. Introducing the new Genucel Serum with Plant Stem Cell Technology from Chamonix. Susan from New Jersey wrote, I've been using Genucel for a couple of months. The puffiness around my eyes is gone. Even the crow's feet and small lines have disappeared and they haven't come back. I love this product. I use it under my eyes, around my cheekbones, and on my eyelids. With its instant effects, Chamonix says you'll see results in the first 12 hours or your money back. They guarantee it. Order now and get 50% off all Genucel packages for summer. Go to lovegenucell.com slash Stephanie. That's love, G-E-N-U-C-E-L dot slash Stephanie. lovegenucell.com slash Stephanie. Okay, we are back. Yeah, I mean, I I wonder if I've wondered if she's a plant. I know she was with the Green Party, so I don't know what the deal is with her. But I wanted to ask you um, as far as when it comes to like, I know Nancy Pelosi just got House Democrats all to vote for the John Lewis Voting Rights Act. So then it's going to move on to the Senate. Um, What do you think needs to happen when they come? I know Schumer made it very clear that when they come back from break, they're really going to be focusing on voting rights and it seems to me like you were saying these two people mansion could be maybe moved i'm not sure what the deal is with cinema but is there something that biden could like could biden say look you know cinema what can i give you for your state what can you know can he bargain with her do you think that she's open to bargaining with him that she can go back to her constituents and say look i got you this i
1: don't know if uh that would be the tactic that that works because again i I don't know if anything will because a lot of it is beyond uh besides someone wanting to feel relevant and important you know like Mm -hmm. ego Mm -hmm. it doesn't there's no logical sense behind a lot of it because she could get things like that Mm -hmm. um without taking these kind of stands just being like i need to get this like Biden doesn't need the back end. Like you want to make things better in Arizona. If I agree with you, I'm going to try and get you whatever you can mm-hmm. like without anything in return. There doesn't need to be a quid pro quo or anything like that. Like okay. not like the former president. Um, so it's, it, but to get, you know, it, it, it's just like, it's an ideological difference, I guess. Mm-hmm. I, I just don't understand. It doesn't make a lot of sense. Like we have to stop the onslaught of attacks against voting rights in America. Mm-hmm. It is, uh, it is disparaging against John Lewis and other patriots who have fought for this country, uh, for equality, uh, for everybody, and also just, just voting rights as a whole. So as they get dismantled across the United States under the guise of it being security for elections um, that don't, uh, you know, obviously we want to have secure elections, but um, we, we, we also, want as many people to vote as possible like why can't we do things that are secure like why can't people uh, continue to vote by mail like why would you Mm -hmm. try and limit that why can't we make election day a holiday why can't Mm -hmm. we uh, make it so that people are are benefited if they do vote and participate in our society Um, instead of people you know being like it's like pulling teeth Like, we should want people to participate and the only reason Republicans don't want people to participate is because when everybody votes, they lose.
2: Mm-hmm. And that's
1: really telling about you know where we are. It's yeah. not like they have the most popular policies or they're in line with a lot of people. It's, it's just this is where they stand. They're apparently not going to shift in any light. And they just want to make it so that they can limit as many people mm-hmm. from voting so that they can try and win elections. And uh, it's not the right way to do things. I think we'll have some time. Um, to to push things through um, on on voting rights, but I don't think it's going to be what came through the House. Mm-hmm. Uh, I you know they Repu- no Republican definitely is going to vote for anything um, along those lines because they'll feel like they they just don't feel like getting attacked. Mm-hmm. They just don't feel like being disparaged, and, and they feel like they're never going to win reelection. Instead of standing with like the moral high ground, they would rather just live in the mud,
2: mm-hmm.
1: you know, and, and hide in the corner. Wow! And look at how they were under Trump, you know.
0: So, what do you anticipate with um, voting rights? I mean, you know, there's the uh, there's the crowd of people who say without these bills, we're totally screwed, and you know, more than likely, we're going to be under Republican rule. If there, if the, if Joe Biden is even able to win in 2024, he's not going to be able to do anything if if Republicans can rig and all that. So, there's definitely people who think that we're doomed if we can't get those two bills passed. And then there's the other, there's a few people that I've talked to because I always ask my guests about this, um, who feel like, well, maybe we could like squeak by. Um, How are you feeling? How confident are you feeling? And and I'll just say before you answer, the way I see it is if we do not get these bills passed, or at least versions of these bills bills that could help us win uh, a stronger majority, I do think that each and every election it's just going to be like a constant nail-biter, constant stress. I think if we can get these passed, um, even a watered-down version, I think that you know incrementally, if we can build a stronger majority, then we can get some more favorable things that are in these bills passed at a later time. So how, how confident are you that we can get some stuff done before the midterms?
1: We have to plan as if these are going to be the rules that are in place. Mm-hmm. We have to plan as if that we have to plan for the worst and we have to expect the worst. Mm-hmm. Uh, and for now we have to organize around that and we have to make people aware of the rules, uh, the rule changes and how they need to update their voter registration or see if they've been purged from voter rolls. Mm-hmm. Um, so we, we need to, expect that these are going to be the rules in place so that i'll start with that Mm -hmm. um so we need to make sure that we know in, in whatever state we're in we need to make sure that they're educated so they know that that if there's been changes what they are to make sure that they're qualified to vote and um you know that they're registered and that they're able to vote um so that's the first thing uh but but you know if if we're able to pass Anything, I think it's going to be some kind of weird bipartisan compromise that comes back to the house,
2: Mm
1: -hmm. um, from the Senate. And, Hmm. uh, you know, that, that's possible, but why would they want to pass, why would Republicans want to pass anything on voting rights when they don't think anything's wrong with voting rights on the federal level? They just think it's on the state level so that they can try and win that way because it's such a massive difference. And there's no reason for them to, push voting rights when they'll just say, it's the state's responsibility to make those laws. It's not our responsibility and that's their out. And they'll mm-hmm. use that and they'll just continue to use that until they start losing, even with cheating, mm-hmm. even with passing these laws. That's that's the thing that people might uh, not, not recognize is right now, if you look at the voter registration numbers as sad and as crazy and as outlandish as it may be, they're losing voters yeah. every single day. Mm-hmm uh due to illness yeah. and uh it's- sp- spreading like an epidemic and it's not uh something that is like a small number um and so like you know even if they change the rules in a lot of these states uh this may provoke people to vote in a different way wow. i mean this is a a a really crazy time <laughs> and, and I don't think that people are going to be looked fondly upon when they're speaking against the vaccine when they're oh. speaking uh, against uh kids wearing masks right. in school like what do you you know like it these are things that like you know 90% of people agree like it it, it they're going against it to cater to that like 2% of republicans yeah. who are crazy you know trump fanatics that still are believe that he won the presidency um <laughs> You know, I, I think that we just we need to be prepared for everything. Mm. And uh, again, like like everything I've ever said, like if you want to go this conservative with this stuff, that's fine. But just know my rubber band theory, the snap back is going to hurt. <laughs>
2: mm-hmm. And
1: that means that if you if you're going to pass these laws, when Democrats take that state over, they're going to pass something that is open to everyone voting, mm-hmm. that is open to you you're just opening the door to what you would think is extreme policies regarding voting so i think the backlash from this is going to be uh stark you mm-hmm. know in places like pennsylvania mm-hmm. michigan wisconsin like anywhere that they try and pass this kind of garbage or have passed this garbage even texas like you could be causing uh a, a voting sort of revolution mm-hmm. where people actually come out and vote and they're like, you know what? I'm going to find out what the rules are and what they're not. But the the problem, obviously, is is they're going to limit people's right to vote and there's mm-hmm. going to be people who don't check it out and don't follow the rules and aren't sure about it and then they end up not being able to have their vote counted because they made the rules differently and they, they cheated. and They're like, well, that's not fair, but they Republicans don't care about that. So yeah. we just need to we need to be careful, uh, about, about how, you know, when they, when they do pass stuff, uh, we need to make sure that we make it clear that, uh, you know, with, with John Lewis voting rights and other voting rights act, like we, we have to make sure that it's clear to people, the implications of this and how it helps everyone. And, and maybe present also, if we don't have this in place, how Democrats can sweep the floor, right. how Democrats can win, of their laws and how it can backfire on them. And mm-hmm. I don't think that they're recognizing that fact, that if you have – if you make it harder for people to vote in certain ways and you have most of your base not believing that the election is valid, and so then they're not like Democrats following when the registration deadlines are, which have been moved up, uh, following which ways you can get registered and not um, – like you, it's going to backfire in your own party when they try and vote and they, you finally convince them no, no, it's legitimate election Like go vote. Mm-hmm. They won't be able to register because you'll have made the rules too stringent they won't be able to actually go out and vote <laughs> because you made the rules too stringent and you closed down the polling places that they needed. Mm-hmm. I, I, it always backfires. Whenever you try to do this it eventually backfires, but I think the initial part of it is them just trying to win by any means necessary. Right. The problem again is they they. Made it so that elections are so um, compromised, quote unquote, in their fake news sort of way. Like, oh, I, I'm not sure if people are willing to vote in mm-hmm. their party like they used to. I don't know if they'll actually trust elections like they used to, especially in special elections and primary mm-hmm. elections. I, I just don't think that they're going to have the energy to do so. Wow.
2: Um,
1: and at the same time, they're going to have some of the health implications that mm-hmm. some Democrats won't. Yeah. Um, because overwhelming, I told her like what 95% of all Democrats are vaccinated and, and what half of Republicans are,
2: right.
1: that is going to make a big difference, whether or not we want to look at that or not. It's, it's a fact like, people well, yeah. And they're doing it to themselves. Vaccinated.
0: Yeah. I mean, they're the ones not getting the vaccine. They're the ones who are taking, you know, de warmer D warmer for, for horses, warmer, right. <laughs> um, That's so crazy. (laughs) Um, But, you know, I wanted to ask you about DeSantis because, you know, I was talking a little bit with Grant Stern about this. And, you know, he was saying that, just kind of like what you are, that, you know, you've got the, the base that's kind of dying off to a degree. There's a certain portion of them that are refusing to get vaccinated. They're getting COVID and they're dying. And, you know, this is going to be a snapback, I guess, like to say, you know, on the Republican Party, because some of these contests are just won by a few votes, or a very small amount of votes. But what I wanted to ask you about specifically with DeSantis is, you know, I mean, for a while, I was really concerned about him being the GOP. Whoever is the GOP nominee, I know I will feel is a terrible choice and horrible human being. They're never going to put up any good, anybody good. And so I don't know if DeSantis is going to be the nominee, but his poll numbers are going down. And now you've got these school districts that are are basically rebelling against him and saying we're going to hold up that mask mandate. We're going to protect our children. I was watching on Joy Reid the other night. She was saying how, you know, he's trying to appeal to a very small part of his base. It's not his entire base because there are a certain amount of Republicans who are... You know, uh, somewhat reasonable in that they are vaccinated and they're taking the necessary precautions. And then you put somebody like him in the picture who's endangering the lives of children specifically, and that's going to hurt him. So, do you, what do you? What are the chances of him being the nominee? And what do you think is going to happen to him because of the because he is catering to this small part of the GOP base?
1: Well, let me just remind folks that one of his campaign ads was him reading one one of Trump's books to his kids, and uh, right. having <laughs> his little girl build like a wall with uh, out yes. of toy bricks. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like, yeah. it so this is not a, a guy with a lot of character or morals, <laughs> uh, it, to begin with. Mm-hmm. And and so I think he's in a bubble where he thinks that he he lives in this world where he uh, follows these. Trump sycophant like the love fest cultists like mm-hmm. the people who are just obsessed with Trump and they all applaud the it's just, it's just Santas everywhere it goes like you know he's at a press conference quote-unquote press conference and he's sitting there talking about I'm not you know if you want to come and put masks on our kids you're gonna have to come after me or whatever and it's like people applaud him and I'm like oh. this is like straight out of like the, the purge kind of nonsense like craziness a level of like idiocracy kind mm-hmm. of it, it just d- doesn't make any sense these images will never uh, he'll never be able to proceed to be the nominee there's a lot mm-hmm. of different reasons for that
2: mm-hmm.
1: uh, one is trump will never let him never <laughs> right. he will never let someone who came under his wing become the presidential nominee he will do something to hurt him uh he He'll be too jealous mm-hmm. uh and so I just don't think that DeSantis has that kind of national prowess also he's just he's kind of annoying he's not <laughs> yes. that he's not that charismatic he's right. not able to clap back he doesn't really have that kind of uh, sturdiness um there's nothing really really good about him that's like provocative like mm-hmm. Mitt Romney's more exciting than DeSantis. <laughs> if you actually watch what he does and like, he's just boring. Yeah. So I, I think that's going to be – he can't change that. Right. And that's not going to change. So, it, like and, – and I mean that very seriously, that Mitt Romney is, is one of the most boring people that exists <laughs> on know. the planet. And <laughs> DeSantis is more ba- boring than him. <laughs> so, But the images of, like, him saying kids shouldn't wear masks in school, like, it just doesn't – that's, like, insane. And in three months from now – anyone who will have said that will seem like a homicidal mania yeah
0: they will
1: and all these images and everything that he's doing right now well all republicans it's all going to come back to bite them because they never should have even just supporting trump like what's going to happen let's say trump gets indicted mm-hmm. uh maybe for january 6th maybe for georgia maybe for uh, taxes, maybe for anything. Like, who knows?
2: Mm-hmm. You know, w-
1: whatever he gets indicted for, and then people try to distance themselves. We're not going to let them distance themselves <laughs> right. from them ever. Yeah. Like, ever. We're going to tie them right there with a yeah. nice little bow. And they did it to <laughs> themselves. So yeah. I, I just don't see, I don't see those images ever going away. And, and people forget, if you look at history, and you look at anti-maskers and anti-vaxxers in, in history um, over the past 100 years even, They are never looked at positively afterwards. Most of the time, those anti-vaxxers and anti-maskers disappear from society because they are so uh, blamed. Because that's the part that people haven't gotten to yet with COVID is who is to blame for this. We need to blame someone for this. Why did it spread in our state like this? Mm -hmm. Why did it spread in our schools? Why did our why were our kids not wearing masks? Why did that kid die? Why did this kid die? Why did my parents' friend die? Why is it like all the answers to that? Not only that, but the money in regards to lawsuits. Who's going to start paying for this? Like you, you think these school districts—it's about like method or, or ideology. A lot of it's like we're not going to be sued
2: mm-hmm. because
1: you're a dummy. <laughs> like we're not going to open ourselves up to a lawsuit of my kid got COVID and died because of you, and they'd be able to prove that. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like it's not it's not that hard. There's already people suing Fox news over it that have lost family members that directly attribute mm-hmm. the talking points from Fox news and their lives leading to their death. Same thing with Trump. So I, I just don't, he's too tied to Trump. He'll never be the nominee. Wow. Uh, he may poll higher right now, but there, there's, he's just not, he has no national appeal. Mm-hmm. He has no char- charisma to bring him to the next level he doesn't have the fundraising prowess to do it. Um, he doesn't have the work ethic to do it. Uh, he has no tactics to cross over, to get even moderate voters. Um, he has no way to get independent voters whatsoever.
2: Wow. It's Good just, point, yeah. this
1: isn't like Trump saying that Trump's impossible. Cause I never thought that it was impossible for Trump to win, obviously, cause it, that's why we started our group in the first place. <laughs> but, um, he doesn't have that extra factor where mm-hmm. he can distract from scandal. Like imagine if there's just one scandal about DeSantis, <laughs> like how is he going to respond to that? Cause yeah. there's not one massive scandal about him at the moment mm-hmm. besides like the mask stuff. Like so what, what, what is, what's going to happen when that happens? Right. Because I know that there, that there is one and it's percolating right now and it's pretty terrible. <laughs> so like when is, what's his involvement with Gates?
2: Mm-hmm, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm, and and mm-hmm. Joel,
1: what's his, what's his involvement? Because it involves Florida politicians. Like, are yeah. you involved with that? Yeah. Uh, you know, has anybody really scrubbed his FEC records for everything that he's ever done? I mean, I have. But uh, <laughs> has anybody done further than that uh, and looked up his state records and his coordination? Like, when you start running for president, mm-hmm. all of a sudden you become, you know, <laughs> your your party's enemy, not just your own. Right. So you better be prepared for that. I, I just don't think he's going to have the same prowess on top of that i don't think he's going to have a, the same he's not going to have another republican senator in, in florida huh. i don't think in in 2023
2: wow so he's
1: not going to have that same kind of support
2: right. and i think he's going
1: to have less members of congress that are republicans in the yeah. state of florida as well so i i just don't think that he's going to be able to pull it through yeah and then coming into 2024 you're going to want to be able to say after we pass the pandemic uh-huh. you're going to want to be able to say yeah i mean I didn't mean for kids not to wear masks right, in school, exactly. except they explicitly <laughs> said that like people, there's going to be a second coming of truth in this country and accountability that will happen. Cause it has to happen. Mm-hmm. And if you look in world history and our history, it happens all the time. And when that time comes, the reckoning or whatever you would call it, he, he's not going to be on the right side of history. He'll be on the wrong. Mm-hmm. He'll be right up there with Trump. He'll be right up there with Bill Barr and, and everybody else because he helped spread COVID throughout this country. Mm-hmm. He helped kill people. He helped kill children. Mm-hmm. He helped kill seniors. And it's too easy for us to say that confidently and mm-hmm. truly. Uh, so I just don't, mm-hmm. I don't think that people understand how bad it is, how, how evil it is for you to say kids should not wear masks, yeah. they don't work, and what that actually does to the country and how much you're hurting people but we will never, ever, ever, ever let anyone forget that they did that. And I think that's what's gonna ruin his chances most of all, because other Republicans are gonna then support our ads for that. They're gonna be like, No, I don't want DeSantis. I want I want <laughs> right. Trump again. Or I want
2: Yeah.
1: I think people will look at and they'll be like, "He, but but Trump was better uh-huh. and that little taste in their mouth will be they they just don't want him. So they want somebody different i'm not sure who that would be if it would be like a john Thune, mm-hmm. or maybe someone who's completely off a rocker maybe they're like marge needs to run i mean i could see that happening <laughs> oh as well God. so uh, maybe matt gates he's not oh my if he's God. not indicted matt gates would come out and if it comes down to it between gates and desantis you know trump is going to support his boy yeah, gates so right. i mean like there's there's just not an opening for DeSantis. Who wins in the debate between DeSantis and Gates? Who wins in a debate mm. between DeSantis and March? Who wins in the debate between DeSantis and Palin, DeSantis and Romney, DeSantis? Yeah. DeSantis loses all of those. He's boring, wow. he is not tactile, and, and you know what? He he used to be what most would consider I, I guess a, a, a patriot before his elected office, right? And now he's he's some guy who's pushing no masks on yeah any children in this state because of what, because of political influence
2: mm-hmm. and he's that
1: much of a weak pushover. He can't push back and be like, Oh no, it's right for kids. Like it's too weak minded. And I, I just don't, I, I do, I, I strongly oppose any notion that he'll be a true front runner. And if that is the case, then president Biden is walking into a reelection at a bigger <laughs> landslide than he won the last election.
0: Okay, so the last question I want to ask you then is what do you think the chances are Trump will be the nominee, and what chances does he have as winning of winning?
1: I, it's, <laughs> You know, that's a great question. <laughs> I, I do not think that, I think there's a great chance that he'll be the nominee. I think that there's uh, right now he's still the front runner mm-hmm. for being the nominee. Yeah. I think there's a 0% chance he wins. I don't think – that. I right. think it's impossible that he wins. Um, and, and it's just because you can't – again, people – you'll have people who have, h- had grown up under it. Mm-hmm. Like the youth vote, people mm-hmm. that are under the age of 30 hate him. They hate <laughs> his guts. They despise <laughs> So I, I just don't – especially under the age of 18 right yeah, now. Mm-mm. Right. Like if you have that in between 14 and 17, it is cool to despise him beyond all belief. Right. So I just – I don't see anyone growing up now being like, I really would just love to support Trump. Like he's just represents everything America America's stance. Like it just be a redux and people be like, we've heard all your nonsense before and you failed and you blew it and you got impeached twice. And you know, I, I, I just, I truly believe that he's going to get indicted on something that maybe we're not aware of at the moment. Hmm. And it may be tax wise. It may be mm-hmm. something that's not as like, you know, like uh, being tried for conspiring against the United States of America or something like that. It might be just tax evasion or something along those lines. And he won't be able to run. Like it'll wow. be too toxic, no matter who it is. Um, but I do think that as of right now, he is by far the front runner mm-hmm. uh, for the, the nomination. And I think that he, as of midterms, he'll it, it will probably make that clear because who's going to be able to sideline him? Nobody. So that that's the that's the problem that they have right now is he may be incredibly unpopular throughout the entire world and throughout the United States, but in that base of the Republican party in that cult sort of right mentality, they, they, they still are obsessed with him. He is their demigod. He is the person, the golden child. He is the person that represents all things good. And the only (laughs) as thick as this may be, the only other person that I could see kind of coming up through the ranks is one of his children.
2: Oh, and that, that'd be the
1: only person that people really look at as like, okay, well, he's in prison. Maybe Ivanka will work out. Maybe right. even Eric will work out. Oh, my who, God. by the way, is smarter than Don Jr. because Don Jr. is dumb as rocks.
2: So I'll just <laughs> no, leave that there.
0: <laughs> oh, my God. Well, yeah, I mean, I, I would have a hard time imagining the republican party putting up a woman and really getting behind a woman i just it's it's hard for me to imagine that especially when you you know you saw in the 2016 election there were all these mega trump supporter people saying that a whim, a woman isn't uh you know cut out to be president because she's gets her period or stupid shit like that that they would say now i know that they do march in lockstep behind whatever candidate they put forth but i think that it would be really Difficult, like, let's just say it was Biden and Ivanka. Oh my God, that is so gross. I can't even imagine if that was the case. But if Ivanka were the nominee, I think you would see a lot of Republican men who can't imagine somebody like Ivanka being president voting for Biden or not voting at all. So I would hope that if a Trump, I mean, I can't speak for how they would react if it were Eric or Derp, as I like to refer to him. Um, I don't know how they would deal with something like that. I don't know. But I I do seem to think that, you know, I mean, there's these guys who fix my car. And they are conservative, but they did not like Trump. And I imagine they didn't tell me who they voted for, but I think they voted for Biden. Or they just didn't vote. And these are the kinds of guys, they're like the old school boomer guys that feel comfortable voting for a man. And I think they look at somebody like Biden and they think, okay, you know what? He looks presidential. He's been around for a long time. And then add to whatever he's accomplishing in these four years. I think he would be a shoo-in over one of the spawn. But, oh, my God, I can't even imagine. You know, it's a good point that you make about Ron DeSantis, though. And actually, it makes me feel good. And everything that you've said... Today makes me feel good because I, I I like it's not that you're putting this Pollyanna spin on it you're putting a very realistic spin on it but it's a positive spin and I'm you know I'm gonna take it because I have a tendency to go up and down with my emotions <laughs> every single day during you know these crazy it, times
1: it, it's definitely tough
0: yeah it's it is
1: tough, right like it's tough to it, it, I mean I, I I do a lot people are like how do you keep on trying to be positive <laughs> about it I do work at it. I do mm-hmm. a lot of mindfulness, a lot of meditation. I do, I mean, I do a lot of it. Yeah. It is not easy. You have countless people trying to provoke you, threaten mm-hmm. you. You know, yada yada yada. All that garbage. It, it, it is very uh, easy to fall into that trap. And somehow, I still have this hope that we're able to reset things. Mm-hmm. And I, and I do. This is my. People were, and she she questions it herself, but um, this is why Jen Psaki is so so popular, but mm-hmm. it, it, some people are confused as to why. Why would she be so including and especially herself? <laughs> and it's like the bar is so freaking low, low. with yeah. so many things. We just want it <laughs> truth. Right. But on top of that, she's able to squ- squash propaganda mm-hmm. lines completely.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And and it's just like, it's a propaganda uh, Slayer, you know what I mean, and right. that's it, you. You have different part. We should be thankful for her because she's only going to be here till the end of the year.
2: Mm-hmm. I, so know, it, I know,
1: I know. But then we'll have Karine Jean Pierre, I think. In that, she's oh, phenomenal, she's wonderful. Well. Yeah. So we're going to be lucky no matter what we have. But right. I, I, I just think that better things are, are truly on the horizon. And if we look at where we were in November of last year, mm-hmm. I remember I was like, "Dang, we're done. We're done." And then we're out of gas. We're like petering. We're just like, okay, like maybe we could take like a location. Maybe we can do. It. And here we are. Fast forward to now. I didn't take mm-hmm. nothing to no one. I didn't take any breaks. Like we thought we were unempty. We didn't know that we were gonna make it to here. Uh, but you know, I, I, I truly think that we brighter things are here to come. And and, and with that comes the truth of some people killed people in this country and all of them need to be held accountable yeah. at some point um, illegally. I'm saying that in a peaceful legal way, not mm-hmm. in a violent way. To be clear to anybody who wants to try and misconstrue my words, mm-hmm. uh, I know that you're listening to me on the <laughs> tracker. Thank you very much. And, and so I just, it's very important for us to, to keep in mind that we are on the higher ground and we are right and they are wrong. And it, it is not meant to be divisive. And they are not Americans when it comes down to the, the different kind of worldview. They are just greedy mm-hmm. people who are in a cult, who are brainwashed, mm-hmm. and a lot of them are starting to peel away. But it takes time, it mm-hmm. takes effort, and it's not overnight. I think that if we keep down this path and if we remind ourselves where we were five years ago and where we are now, like we didn't, we don't have him on Twitter anymore. And somebody said to me, "Why do you keep on trying to push Marge off the platform?" Because we got Trump off of it, Exactly, so we yeah. can definitely get her off of it. People forget the battles we won. Oh, McCarthy True. said, this dig at you," and I'm like, "Okay, who?" Oh yeah, <laughs> Kevin McCarthy. Okay. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, like it's like it's like child's play, you know? It's like, like well, but he's not the he's not. Scar like he's not the lion he's not the he's not the person that that we actually you know we already took out the juggernaut right. we lost and he's out yeah he's in trouble like it it's just I, it's like the same people who said, we'll never be impeached. It's not mm-hmm, worth it. And mm-hmm. now people will talk about the t- two impeachments and mm-hmm. stuff like that. But people thought I was crazy because, <laughs> oh, he wants to impeach them. Well, I didn't want to impeach. I didn't want to do any of that. I wanted to talk about policy. But the dude was doing impeachable acts beyond yeah. measure. So, anyway, <laughs> I do appreciate, thank you, Republicans, for taking my playbook and trying to use it with the uh, with Biden. It's not working. It's not sticking and you're never going to teach Biden. Congratulations on your losing strategy. Keep going down that route. It will not work. It, nope. Trust me. I know that you think that he can be moved or whatever. Ain't going to happen. No. Trump, Trump didn't do it. Ain't going to happen with Biden. That's right, for sure. Exactly. So good luck with that. But yeah, I, I think brighter days are here to come and we just need to, we just need to focus on the work and be smart about it. Mm-hmm. Not too hopeful, but gotta gotta reinstill that positivity somehow. And I'm gonna try and and do that by posting caterpillar videos and, mm-hmm. and other things that I see that are uh, remind us that the world actually is beautiful and we have loving, mm-hmm. wonderful Americans uh, and uh, people across the world that are uh, members of the military are pulling babies over razor wire. Ah, uh, to get them to a safer place that you have doctors, nurses, hospital staff, janitors uh, working around the clock, janitors serving as people carrying out dead bodies yeah. from hospitals. You have people uh, dropping off refrigeration trucks for mm-hmm, free so that mm-hmm. they can ease the dead bodies so that it's not uh, you know limiting the space that they can have with right. people who are still alive. Like you have true. Heroes just within life that are even not not even exposed yet, and so I think again resetting and seeing where were we five years ago? Where were we one year ago? Where were we with the pandemic when it started? Where were we? Where would we have been if Donald were still in office right now, or if the Capitol Police, Mm
2: -hmm. if heroes
1: like my friend Harry Dunn didn't stand up and stay in line, and they did take. The capital over, even for a little bit, and he, Trump, used that to institute whatever or whatever plan he had. And he was still in office. People would be dead.
2: Mm-hmm. A lot
1: of people would dead. Hundreds of thousands of Americans, more at least, be just because of COVID, mm-hmm. just because of the vaccine rollout, just because of everything. So, like, we should be. We should appreciate how far we've come, and the work that has gotten uh, us there is via via us. And, and we should just keep on doing the work because we're winning. And we need to uh, keep in mind that we're on the the good side. We're on the right yeah. side. And we are um, sometimes there's just right and wrong. And this right. is one of those times. And I think we've got a, a bright future. But that's thanks to people like you.
0: Oh well thank you and people like you and the Dem Coalition and John Cooper and Grant Stern and you guys are awesome and uh, you know I'm really glad that we had this chat today because you did kind of give me some hope and you know maybe it's going to be short lived and (laughs) tomorrow somebody will say something that just freaks me out but no I, I do think that you have a lot of good points to make and it's funny because I talk to my mom every day she's a political junkie and it's funny because I think it was back in June she really just felt so doomed she was in such a bad way and it like freaked me out when i when i hear her get freaked out like that you know it kind of affects me and then recently she's like wait a minute now i'm seeing a way I, you know i'm seeing a path and you know it's like you said you can't get too hopeful you can't take anything for granted but uh i i do think that the republicans are digging such a hole for themselves no matter what i think we do have a shot at saving our democracy so Thank you for your for your optimism. And before I let you go, uh, tell everybody where they can find you.
1: Oh, you know, you can, if you haven't had your hand under, under a rock. No, I uh, know. if, uh, <laughs> if uh, you follow me, at have on Twitter. I'm on TikTok. You'll never see me do a dance move. Um, <laughs> Scott Dworkin is just the handle on most of the other social networks. Okay. And uh, you can visit democraticcoalition.org. You can also, if you want to listen to our podcast, it is at WorkingReport.com or on Anchor, you can subscribe there. So we have a lot of things going on. We'll be also starting our YouTube channel. Cool. Because I got to get in with the youngins, you know, <laughs> um, and uh, get to get more videos going and yeah. more daily news reports. And and you'll be hearing a lot from me and Grant Stern, Chuck Westover, the team, and everybody at the Democratic Coalition. will be uh, focused more on ads and and our activism as well. And so there's a lot of great things coming down the pipeline. Um, and I think that, uh, you, you know, there's nowhere else to go, but up from here. I mean, let's remember where we came from. Mm-hmm. Let's remember when we were sitting there in February of, mm-hmm. of 2017 and,
2: mm-hmm.
1: and where we were and let's look at how far we've come and we should appreciate that and, uh, honor the, the fallen that, that have, yeah. Uh, that didn't make it from there, and and uh, honored them by, you know, doing what we can to keep on making a difference. Because guess what, your work and everything you've done, anybody who's listening, like I can guarantee you, you you've saved lives. Yeah. Like, getting these bills passed saves lives. Getting money in the hands of people who need it saves lives. Right. Red, you know, eviction moratorium saves lives. Like all this stuff saves lives. So keep up the fight. In the peaceful way, yeah, and then also uh, keep pushing and, and just don't give up. We can never give no. up because it's resistance forever. It's mm-hmm. not resist a little bit. And, you know, we we have to make sure that we resist the powers that be, especially in the Republican Party,
2: mm-hmm. forever.
1: And and we just never let that up. And as long as we have that, we'll have uh, we'll be a force and we'll be saving lives like we have been. And, and I can't. I look forward to the day that we beat COVID. I look forward mm-hmm. to the day that we beat this propaganda. I look forward to the day that uh, we go back to the boring debates where people don't even watch. <laughs> exactly. You know what I mean? They're yeah. not worried about what's going <laughs> to happen here, X, Y, and Z. Right. And they're not on pins and needles. They don't have to think about that. And they can think about what am I going to do with the money I'm able to spend because right. I have it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yes. Like where am i going to go on vacation yeah. cuz i can travel cuz the airports are open right you know and i can take my kids somewhere else that's not you know my home or somewhere else in america or somewhere else across the world mm-hmm. to go visit so it's just there's a lot of a lot of things coming up and and i just uh i'm very hopeful because uh again you know, don't look too far down the mountain, but mm-hmm. do take a take take a look back and pat yourselves on the back at how far we've come. We've got a long way to go, but we've made it. We've made it a long, long way. Don't forget yes.
0: that. Yes, yes, we have And Very, very cool. Don't forget to. You can find me on on Twitter at author Kimberly K I M B E R L E Y. You can find my books on Amazon. And thank you again, Scott. It was awesome talking to you.
1: Thanks for taking the time.
0: All right, you have a good one.